Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Welcome, threefold Sangha, many, many fold, unfold Sangha. It is wonderful to look at the screen and see the movement in the various places of Zendos when uh, you sit down and settle in. It is like watching a large field of grain into which a, a gust of wind goes and slowly but certainly all the grain stalks return to their natural just being there swaying a little bit back and forth it's wonderful to see this sign of life especially in a year or in this succession of years in which our faith in life or the obvious demonstration of that that is contrary to easy living has been manifest nonetheless here we are all over the globe all breathing perceiving listening speaking and engaging in this activity of practice investigation of this great matter it is already the end of november and uh, thanksgiving is coming up very soon and for that today i would like to present or weave in one of the koans from the record of the empty hall which is the kido godoku the collection of koans by our ancestor kido chigu who was the last chinese ancestor of this rinzai zen lineage and from the Kido Goroku, here is case number 45. I'm using an older translation here by Joel Hoffman. And there's a newer one with uh, wonderful commentaries, also uh, called The Record of the Empty Hall, 100 Classic Koans by Dosho Port. But today I'm using the Hoffman translation. So here's the koan. The title. Who rang the bell? One day, Master Yusei rang the bell for a lecture. When everyone had gathered, he asked, Who rang the bell? A monk said, The Eno which we know is the title of the monk in charge of formal functions, such as chanting the introductions to the sutras, the dedications, and ringing the bell to summon the Sangha. Yusei said to the Ino, come forward. 
when the Eno drew near, you say slapped him. Then Master Yusei returned to his room. Master Kido's words, astonishingly well done. Master Hakuin, to grip strongly, leaving no escape. So, this is the case. You might ask yourself, well, I don't see any relation to Thanksgiving here. <laughs> but actually, from the way this koan spoke to me right from when I first saw it, it speaks to many, many of the aspects that we face in this context of Thanksgiving. There are a couple of things that are happening here. The master himself goes and rings the bell, setting the whole event up. It's a setup. Have you ever felt set up in your life? And then somebody coming who did it, asking, who rang the bell? Very well knowing that they themselves did it. Maybe as children, we experience that with our siblings, if we have siblings. Especially the next answer, oh, she did it, she did it. It wasn't me identifying, pointing to identity. And even more, already in the question, taking a defensive and reactionary stand. Who rang the bell? Don't forget, this is a person with practice who is asking this question. But often we get caught in that level of who did it. And how many things do we have in our lives where we think back, when we get to back, when we have the chance to get back together with family? Oh, I remember this person did this to me, or this person caused that person this kind of a difficulty. Who, who, who? Identity, identity, keeping score. And the bell with its sound is such a wonderful manifestation of what is being spoken about. The sound of the bell, it comes on strong and inevitably fades 
So any one of us who is able to ring a bell, no matter what size, has the opportunity in that very act to forget themselves, to forget the identity, to forget about striking and listening and just completely naturally return to that at ease position that the stalks of grain in the field return to when the wind subsides. There were many losses this year. Some of us lost family members, very good acquaintances. Our Sangha had many losses. And Thanksgiving also includes thankfulness for having these wonderful bodhisattvas as part of our lives and for us to recognize that in the way we act every day, we connect every day, we give life and continue to transmit the core of these unbroken lineages of compassionate hearts from Bibashi Butsu all the way to Edo Sotai, everybody before, in between, and after. So let us remember not to hold on to misfortune as such, not to hold actions against people indefinitely, but at least arrive at the place where we can meet and say, thank you, I am glad that you are well. So after the bell rang, the master did it himself. The monks appear. The master appears and asks the question. Well, who rang the bell? <laughs> oh, what a scoundrel. Who called up the identities? Well, it's not me. It's not me. It's the Eno. It's the Eno. And so, as a good monk, or maybe it was a nun. Ino-san comes forward and comes close to the master who gives them a slap. Well, we don't have to think that they get slapped in the face. It just might be a... And of course, our minds think, ah, oh, yeah, here, there comes the punishment not deserved by this recipient who did not even touch the bell. But as a bodhisattva, as a student of the Dharma, as somebody who had made the three refuges their life, 
there is no question for that, you know, of accepting or rejecting. But just fully meeting this relationship, the meeting, the coming together, just, just like that. This was the talk that the master gave that day. It was the demonstration of the core of the manifestation and actualization of a bodhisattva, mainly making relationship. No more bell was sounding. No recollection that anyone sounded a bell. No ino. Just the meeting heart to heart of two human beings. The officers in the various zendos know exactly what it means to act as an officer and how we learn about this. And at times it seems we can't get anything right. This was wrong and that was wrong. This was imperfect. I want to be more perfect. But over time we learn this is not what this is about. Quality of presence. Quality of being real, open, as the bodhisattva in what we do. Now, of course, please don't think that I'm encouraging you to just change the forms and not try to fill it out as it is as much as we can. No, that is not what is said here. It is not the free for all. Otherwise, why do we put on this seven-striped kesa when the bell rings? All of it has its place in it. But none of it is it as a separate idea, as a separate teaching, as a separate thing. And all of it only unfolds in this relationship that we have with each other, with life with what we call the other. And no better time to dissolve that other than when we come together and are thankful for each other's existence. Some of us are in difficult situations, all different kinds. And I'm not speaking only of the ones who have lost loved ones, but also those who have lost, lost connection with loved ones or where loved ones refuse to be in relationship. It's very, very difficult. But all we can do for ourselves is in this relationship, 
to be as open, as committed to the core of this Avalokiteshvara mind and heart that we carry with us. The greatest of all infractions, let's say, against harmony and against the spirit of the Bodhisattva is to withhold ourselves and therefore to withhold the Dharma. So when the bell rings and somebody comes and asks, hey, who rang the bell? And you appointed that. <laughs> what will you do? Will you be like Inosan who will come forward and meet free from past and future? Will you be the one who points the finger? No, it was him. No, it was her, not me. Defensive of some kind of identity or some kind of idea. Or will we be able to act as freely as Master Yusei himself, who with just one slap expressed it all and beyond? So at this Thanksgiving, let's all try to do astonishingly well. And let's all try to leave this kind of fixated identity behind and to lead with our presence, with our full-hearted presence of thankful openness and to initiate with that. Words come later. But just reaching out your hand and wash it afterwards, of course, before you eat. But no matter what, from here to here is the true manifestation of this path. So since we won't be able to be together on that Thursday that the calendar marks as the day to give thanks, uh, first of all, don't feel restricted to, it's okay to do it any other day. It's okay to do it every day. And since I'm sitting in this seat here today and have this wonderful opportunity to speak with you. Each of you, I want to extend my thanks to. Thank you for investigating this great matter. And even if you were not doing that, thank you for being in our lives. Thank you for forming this Sangha. And thank you for bringing more light, more warmth, understanding and compassion into this world that at times seems cold, dark, and unjust. Splendidly done, all of us, 
all of you great things. And please take this as a down payment and distribute the interest freely to those who are looking for that little bit of light, that little bit of understanding that they are okay. Thank you. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.